And I'm like, Lassie, 226. <laughs> and they're like, no. And I have like one more chance. And Dave, I just- are you giving away all your internet passwords? <laughs> no, these are all, no. yeah. <laughs> these are all make-believe passwords. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Hey, David. Hey, Amy. I'm excited about this week's episode. I know. It's very exciting. Should we tell everyone what it's about? Yeah. We're doing a double date. We are a double date. Amy has her husband, Scott. I have the one, and they joined us, and we had a rollicking good time. It was as if we were sitting at dinner laughing our heads off. It really was. It was such a fun- Which we will do. And the reason why we had them on is so therefore you can get a better, fuller idea of what it's like to be with people of such incredible food status as Amy and me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of food, what was your food week like? My food week was testing, testing, testing. You know, I have the new spice blend called A Taste of Portugal, which is manufactured by World Spice Merchants, and we're needing to find more and more and more applications for it. So Mm. I made a paste out of it, which is wonderful. It's similar to the paste that appeared in Yankee Magazine, the article. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'll say September, October issue of Yankee Magazine features David Leet and his recipes. On on yeah. on newsstands now. There we go. On newsstands <laughs> now. And I did this other one where it was sautéed shrimp. And then it was sautéed in butter. I had a little extra butter in the end and I put some of the spice blend in it. And it just made this spicy, wonderful, smoky flavor. And eating that on toasted bread, oh my God, Mm. it was wonderful. So that's really what I have been doing is just working with that, testing it, making roast chicken, roast potatoes and stuff. What about you? What was your... You know, it was a very sweet week because I went to visit my mom and dad. And Mm -hmm. my mom, you know, we cooked together and we made a dish that I grew up eating, which is meatballs with peppers, onions, and tomatoes. And Mm. I had, of all the years of eating this dish, I had never seen her make it. And it's a dish that she has no recipe for. So, you know, we spoke with Eric Kim a couple of weeks ago about the importance of recording those family recipes. I didn't know how she made her meatballs. So she did write that down and it's all approximations because she just Mm -hmm. does it by memory. But it was really beautiful to stand there and make it. And she makes it in one of those countertop electric frying pans, you know, that plug in. I can't think of the name, the one that was a very famous name in the yeah. 70s. I can't think of the name. Yeah. Well, and, she, and it has, she's had this one since the 70s and yeah. it still works. West Bend. West, West Bend. Bend. Thank Yay. you. And we don't, that's not a plug with just the name West Bend. Who knows if they even exist anymore, right? Oh, that's true. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, enough about us. <laughs> I thought I'd never say that about myself. Enough about, enough about me. <laughs> we are so lucky to have our significant others, spouses, husbands, partners, Alan Dunkelberger, it's the only time you're going to hear his full name as the one. And we have for Amy. Scott Kirsner. Playing her husband on this episode. (laughs) 23 years, we figured out. And we're 29, which is like 69 in straight years. So it's like... (laughs) (laughs) So welcome to our double date, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So, Alan, I, I need to know this because, well, how do you feel about being known as the one, because this is your like, everybody knows you as the one. Exactly. You know, it's a very interesting thing because when David first started calling me the one, I thought, oh my God, this is so pompous. I'm this kind, I'm this guy who likes to be in the background and, you know, nobody knows my name, so to speak, you know, so I, in the beginning, but I didn't want to argue. 
You know, I said, let yeah. me know better. I know better. <laughs> let me just let him do what he wants to do. But you know, now it's a very nice thing because so many people know me as the one, you know, right. and I find it very endearing and I like it. I, I really do like it now. Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah. So, Scott, what's it like being the man behind the woman when it comes to the glittery world of food? Oh, man, it's such a good question. I don't really know how to answer it other than I feel like you're just talking about Christmas cards. Like often there are packages that get sent to the house of different food to sample. And so I'm pretty good right. about I organize the packages. If there's driving to be done, like we're on a road trip around New England, like I'm happy to do the driving uh -huh. so that Amy can be planning what is the next stop. But I never describe myself as a foodie in any way. So I'm like I'm like the roadie. I'm like the support staff behind <laughs> the, the roadie woman who does the work. <laughs> but he's also a good taster because he doesn't identify as a foodie, although I'd say he's more sophisticated than he says, but he is used to me showing up in his office with a spoon of something mm -hmm. saying, taste this. And he's really game about it, which is very helpful. And if he likes it, I feel like it's a good test for anybody. See, I have that same thing with the one because I'll come up with something or I'm cooking something and I'll have him taste it. And he's not coming at it from, well, it needs more acid. Well, it's not balanced. Well, you know, the tomatoes are, are too, it's too tomato forward. He just, you know, I like it or I don't. And that becomes a really good litmus test for whether something is working. Yeah. I would say, yeah, that's that's my input. Is like, it's a binary thing of like, this tastes really great. Maybe, <laughs> right. it's, maybe it's trinary. <laughs> What's the other, like there's three levels. Like this is amazing. This is really good. Or like something is wrong with this. You should fix it. And, and usually I don't yeah. know what's what's wrong or what's off. Or how to fix it, yeah. Yeah, maybe I can say too salty. Like that's as sophisticated as as my palate gets. <laughs> okay, well, I will, I'm going to share. Scott is an amazing husband and partner with my work, but there is a thing about dishes. I don't know if you guys have this, but if the dishes are from a, a work recipe test. <laughs> he doesn't clean them. <laughs> he doesn't clean them up. If it's regular dinner that I make for the family, he always does the dishes, which I love. It's so uh -huh. nice. Yeah. But if it's a work thing, then I do the dishes. <laughs> You're right. Your this girl. is a good thing. Thank you, Scott. I have something new for my artillery. <laughs> well, Alan, absolutely. Do you find when David's cooking, I mean, do all chefs work this way where they seem to use every tool, implement, and dish? Like, <laughs> absolutely. They're making, and it's a mess. They're making macaroni and cheese, and there's 78 yeah. things that need to get Out washed. of a box. And there's still. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, that's very true. You know, it, th this digresses a little bit, but we have an apartment in New York and, of course, our house here in Connecticut. And both places have closed off kitchens. You know, it's very in right now to have these open yes. kitchens. If we had an open kitchen, oh my people gosh, would be horrified. I mean, the way the thing looks after <laughs> making a dinner, it's just incredible. Yeah. So I'm the anyway. same way. And I feel like it gives me imposter syndrome because chefs are trained to always clean as they go. Exactly. And not I, David. Not David. I'm not, not me. Not me okay. either. No. That's terrible. I do encourage Amy. I'm like, you need to have an intern or an assistant who helps you yeah. with dishwashing <laughs> and with prep and things like that. So maybe we can put the yeah. put the job post up in conjunction with this episode. <laughs> That's a good I idea. Think you're right. Yeah, because here we are, the cleanup crew. <laughs> All right. So moving away from my messiness, I want to ask you, <laughs> Alan, how did you guys meet? We met on the one ads. We did. He's my mail-order husband. Exactly. <laughs> 29 years ago, Online, um, David yeah. put an ad in New York Magazine 
which of course I got every every single week. And friends of mine had said, oh, you know, you should try dating that way or something like that. And anyway, that's how we met. He wrote an ad, Aww. a very long ad, because you know, David is a big talker. Very specific. And he had um, kind of some general things in there that really did not apply to him. Here we go. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, I wrote the ad for somebody like, else. Yeah, yeah, he wrote it for somebody else. Blonde, blue-eyed. Uh, yeah, he didn't have those descriptors. But things that he liked to do, you know, like long walks on the beach. So that particular year, I took him. We went to friends of mine in Shelter Island yeah. for Thanksgiving, and all he did was complain how cold it was. It was the coldest the Thanksgiving on record for Shelter Island. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not about to walk my ass on a beach on the coldest <laughs> Thanksgiving on record. And, and antiquing? Most people antique for at least half a day or a whole day, right? Amy, mm -hmm. right? No. Yeah. Half hour. Half hour was all David could and do. And I'm done. You know, so. uh, the one, can we talk about the fact that it said anything subtitled and you fell asleep the first time we saw a subtitle movie and you've fallen asleep every time <laughs> we've seen a, a subtitle movie? If the movie isn't good, I'm not staying awake. That's all there is to it. That's how we met. <laughs> how did you two meet, Scott? Well, you know, it's funny that you put an ad in New York Magazine. I met because of Boston Magazine, mm. you know, oh. because... Amy was an editorial assistant at Boston mm. Magazine. In the, My first job. And she was kind of the wingman for the editor when he showed up at an event that I put on in Harvard Square. Like, wait, I was wait, kind wait, of wait, doing wait. The, there was one meeting before this. Do you remember this? I probably came to the office yeah. of Boston Magazine okay. to meet with the, the editor. I was writing a column for Boston <laughs> Mag at the time. Mm. Yeah. And, and you were wearing a coat. Okay. I should say, the second time I met Scott, I was head over heels in love instantly. But the first time, which I only remembered later, he showed up and he was wearing this overcoat that I think he probably got in high school God. in the 80s. In the, like, it was like a black coat with white speckles on it. Oh. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting you talk about clothing because when I first met Ellen, we met at Top of the Sixes, right, which is no longer there in the city. And I was so excited because we had talked on the phone a couple of times once I got his letter that he wrote me in response to my ad. And he was there with spray painted on jeans, cowboy boots, a brown Hugo <laughs> Boss jacket with the shirt undone to his belly button practically. Not really. And not the first quite. thing I thought was, oh my God, Fire Island, I am not interested. Let's get this over. I'll be back in time to watch Murphy Brown. I mean, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know my response when I saw him? Yeah. Yeah. There he is in his preppy little, what, what did you have on? Penny loafers. Uh, penny loafers with dimes in them. I was so pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he did. A Kelly green jacket. And I think it was a button-down shirt. A yellow button-down shirt. And I thought to myself, oh, no, here we go. Here's this preppy guy, not for me, let's move on. But So anyway. he's thinking Hilton Head, I'm thinking Fire Island, and we're both like, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, but we closed down the place. We Aww. did, we closed down that place, and we closed down. Amy, do you happen to remember Wolf's Delicatessen in New York City? Yeah. Yeah, we closed down Top of the Sixes, and we didn't close down Wolf's Delicatessen. That was 24 hours, but I think we left at 2 in the morning or 2.30 in the morning. Well, our first date kept going and going and going. So the joke is that 
I honed in on Scott when I realized <laughs> that we both lived in the North End mm-hmm. because we had been like emailing purely work, you know, oh, do you do you need that contract, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I had to email with Amy to get paid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and if anybody who's written for magazines knows, like that's no small feat, no right? Small like, you, need, you need to really butter up the payment person. Yeah. <laughs> so I was aware of him. And then my friend who worked there said, you know, he lives in the North End and I lived in the North End. And I thought, oh my God, if I date him, I don't have to move my car. Because, you know, there's so few parking spaces in the North End. <laughs> so Already we went on our first date. <laughs> our first date was in the North End, and it just went on and on and on. And at some point, Scott, like, looked at me, and I was talking, and he just, he kind of had this way of, like, tilting and nodding his head. And I had this thought out of the blue. And again, I'm at that point, I'm like, I'm dating, I'm young, I'm blah, blah. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, my God, I'm going to marry him. And that was, ah, that was that was that. Yeah. For me. Was it wasn't that I, for Scott though? <laughs> no, well, I think it's sweet. I I think we were at Pizzeria Regina we were, at some point in the North End, on our yeah. first date on Thatcher Street, the original Pizzeria Regina. And it's great because our 14-year-old kid now, his favorite dinner is Pizzeria Regina. Oh, that's like, sweet. That's yeah. Nice. yeah. That's like the ultimate, let's do it once a week. Yeah. Yeah. It's and true. Amy, just admit it, you probably wanted that black and white jacket too. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, he wasn't wearing it on our first date. <laughs> well, let's get back to food. <laughs> From what I can tell, David is like constantly cooking, Alan. And so I wonder what's it like to live with such an ambitious cook? Is it just like a feast all the time? Okay. So where did you get this idea that David <laughs> is constantly cooking? I think you're a little misled. Okay, first of all, most of the time when I'm here, oh, what are we having for dinner? I said, well, what are you making? Nothing, nothing. (laughs) David doesn't cook. This is the reality, unless it's a special occasion or there's a recipe that he wants to test. So why don't don't you ask, uh, what is it like to eat my food? Not his food. David, what's it like to eat Alan's food all the time? <laughs> you know, he is, it's its true, the everyday cooking. Scott, do you do the everyday cooking? No, I, I like cooking on demand. When I can tell that Amy's getting really busy, I will like, I'm, I'm the just break glass in case of emergency oh, cook that's, at our okay. house. Yeah. For me, do you want to go through your repertoire, honey? Just real quick. It's, I like everything you make. <laughs> there's teriyaki and then there's cheese chicken. Right? And there's nachos sometimes too, like nachos with ground beef or yeah. chicken. Yeah, They're that's all good. about it. They're good. All right. Yeah. Alan's repertoire is roast chicken, the Hellman's chicken with the chicken thighs and mayo and Parmesan. Nice. And then there's blizzard beef. And that's about it. Well, that's not about it. I cook a lot of different things. Whatever I feel like cooking, you know, I, I cook it. But I like to dine. I like to eat. I like to That's drink one thing about thing. Alan. He loves to dine. Mm-hmm. I love to eat and dash, you know, so I'll sit down, lovely meal. He has candles, he has napkins, he has Aww. music, and it's lovely. But as soon as I'm done eating, it's so inherent. It's it's in my blood and my DNA because this happened all the time growing up. As soon as you were done eating, everyone's up. The women are cleaning the table. The men are sitting in the garage smoking cigarettes, getting ready for the next meal. And that's just <laughs> the way it was. So right. it's innate in me to dine and dash, and I know that it's not the best thing in the world. But anyway, I want to get back and defend myself here. I cook, like yesterday was Rosh Hashanah. We're not Jewish. We celebrate a Rosh Hashanah. I did the entire thing, except the, the beans. 
So I love to cook, but when I am dealing with stuff all day long or doing recipe testing or things like that, I don't want to deal with food. I, I totally I, relate to that. I'll, I'll do a frozen dinner. I will do takeout. That's fine with me. Yeah, there are those days where you're thinking and talking mm-hmm. and writing about food all day. Yep. And if the thing you happen to be testing is not something you can serve for dinner, I just want to get takeout because I'm done. Exactly. <laughs> right. I was going to say, like, you know, if you're testing a butterscotch pudding all day, right, you have been working in the kitchen all day and you have three butterscotch puddings, but it's not really constructive towards dinner, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. We're still starting from scratch. There have been times that I've made a dish and it's perfect for dinner and we'll eat it. But sometimes when you're working on, like when I was doing the pizza, the Udi piece that I wrote from Uni Pizza Ovens, pizza after pizza after pizza after. The last thing you want is eat pizza for dinner. Right, And right. I don't want to deal with doughs and stretching and stuff. So it's, it's either he does it or it's takeout or frozen. It's- but I have this fear of our child growing up to say... My mom was a food writer, but she never cooked dinner. So I, that, that alone like, oh, makes me cook dinner. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that'll keep you on your, on your feet. That's a good reason. So uh, Scott, tell me, has Amy's cooking changed over time? Yeah, I mean, Amy's cooking has improved a lot over time. Mm. When Amy and I first met, I actually remember, I feel like your roommate, Kristen, was more of an active cook than you. Like, she was the one who had the recipe out at 6 p.m. and then would, you know, would make dinner for us by 7.30 or 8 p.m. Yeah, I only wanted to become a food writer a couple of years into our relationship. Mm. Yeah, so I always feel like we ate out pretty consistently at interesting places in Boston and around New England. I think probably when you were working on the Apple cookbook, you really started to level up. Like when we were out in San Francisco, Yeah, I feel like that's when you started cooking more consistently. And we had a neighbor who was an amazing chef uh, who was working as a personal chef and had owned restaurants. And I think probably you and Meredith probably had a lot of like mentoring time. Yeah, that, that, true? Was, that was like my cooking school. Working, I was working at Sunset Magazine, which had a real professional testing kitchen. So mm-hmm. I was working with oh, other cooks fun. and I was learning from them and that was my cooking school. So yeah, mm. that's when I got serious. Wait, I just want to say, can you just talk about how I pulled off an amazing feast last night in like two hours? Two hours? Yes. Wow. Yeah, it was kind of, I feel like the Jewish holidays, they always catch you off guard, right? Because it's like September, it's back to That's school. True. Everybody's getting out of vacation mode and suddenly it's like, oh, Early September, Shana's late here. September, yeah. Yeah, and we were out, like we were out boating with some friends on Boston Harbor in the morning, like, or in the afternoon, actually. You, you probably got back at like four or five o'clock. I, yeah. And Amy whipped together a great, great, like sit down at the dining room table with seven people meal, roast chicken, two kinds of challah. Like the challah was amazing. I really just wanted to eat the challah last night, honestly. (laughs) Challah with butter, honey. There was homemade applesauce from an apple tree behind our house. There was roasted butternut squash risotto. I used Ina Garten's recipe. Mm -hmm. There was a salad. Great salad. Great salad. A really good salad. Delicious vinaigrette. And there were baked apples with salted caramel ice cream. Wow. For dessert. And I did wow. it in two hours, and that made me feel like, oh, I know I way around a kitchen. Oh, that you is do. fantastic. That's for yeah. sure. It I mean, obviously, delicious. I started the hollow before. It was, yeah. you know, the hollow was proofing. But And there yeah. was roast chicken from Whole Foods, right? Which, like, I, I always encourage you to do. It's like, I don't think anybody knows the yeah. difference between did you roast the chicken yourself 
most people do not look down their noses at a Whole Foods roast chicken when right. it's plated I, up really nice. Yeah, because I, I was at Whole Foods at five o'clock and I was like, there is no way I can properly season and rest no, the chicken no, and then roast it at this hour. So I just not bought two rotisserie chickens. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. Okay. Delicious. Did you make the ice cream? Uh, no, I didn't. I made the, I didn't have time to make the ice cream again. Like, Oh, wait a minute. So yeah. let me go through this again. The chicken was store bought. The ice cream <laughs> was store bought. So, I'm like, saying <laughs> it's the sign of a confident cook to be able to plan out a meal, to know what she has oh. time to do, and what she better just have, you know, hand off to somebody else. And there's this incredible meal. Okay, no, but I didn't make the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I made everything from scratch. Just well, saying. Did you cook all day? I did. Did you go I, two out days. on a boat? No, did you spend I didn't. a beautiful afternoon on a boat? That we don't have those opportunities. No, we don't. There's no water near us. So no, we didn't. <laughs> right. Amy, Amy's also like, she's a Girl Scout guide when you're out. Like we're out on an island in Boston Harbor that it's called Grape Island. And it happens to have a little grape arbor that's growing grapes. And nobody else would think like, oh, let's pick some grapes off this grape arbor and see what they taste like. So we're mm-hmm. all tasting grapes and you're pointing out other berries that we could eat. It was like a real wilderness experience. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like to do that. How has David's cooking changed over time? Well, David's cooking has changed tremendously over time because when we first got together, all that David ate was what he calls colon blow, which was um, <laughs> that cereal. What was Fiber Great One one's? cereal? Fiber I just had that this morning. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> well, we can talk about that later. Um, so. <laughs> He had that, and he would have, what was it, a sandwich for for dinner or something? Yeah, tuna fish sandwich or a turkey sandwich for lunch. And then dinner was either more colon blow or a little <laughs> bowl of pasta with low-calorie sauce. And that was oh, it. That's no. all I had every day. When David cooks, it is an event in the sense of it has to be absolutely perfect. The seasoning has to be whatever it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's not like you put that meal together in two hours. That rarely happens with a David meal. So things were very different when I started baking. I got the baking from Alan, which is in my my memoir, Notes on a Banana, available at bookstores anywhere near you. And <laughs> where I had this sort of Proustian moment when he was a raw batter, like from, we think it's a pineapple upside down cake or something like that. And I'm like, oh my God, my grandmother. So I started to bake. But then what I did is I went to school. I studied with Nick Mel Jerry, but it was all the puff pastry had to be homemade. All the croissant dough had right. to be homemade. Yeah. The butter had to be homemade. Everything had to be homemade, 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 homemade. So it would take me you know, all day long to make a meal. Now it's like, I will buy Dufour puff pastry. I, I don't, right. no qualms about that. I, I'll buy cultured butter. I don't have to culture my own butter. I think I've gotten more efficient with my cooking, yeah. And, yeah. and more practical with my cooking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I relate. That was like exactly last night for yeah. me. So of course, COVID was, I think, a test for all couples. Either you made it, or you didn't. And if you didn't, you've gone your separate ways. So luckily for us, COVID really bound us together. It, did it bind you guys together? Yeah, I think as a family, like me and Amy and 
and our our teen just got so much great togetherness time, mm. you know, around mm-hmm. the TV, playing ukuleles, cooking together. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny. I call it almost like my carnival food mm-hmm. period where like I just wanted to make all kinds of unhealthy stuff <laughs> yeah. in the kitchen. <laughs> and so like I learned how to make like funnel kettle cakes. corn, you know, like the best kettle corn, not funnel cakes, but I did, we did a lot of homemade donuts and experimenting with oh, like that's fun. different ways to top donuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scott kind of went back to the Dade County Youth Fair Virtually, which was <laughs> which was That's his favorite fun. thing in growing up in Florida. I think the only like semi respectable thing that I learned to make is scones. I really like perfected my scone technique and you know mm-hmm. cherry chocolate chip scones and looking for interesting ingredients. Oh, cool! Yeah, and to his credit, I like to sleep late on weekends, and I will wake up and Scott will be standing next to the bed with a warm homemade scone. Just like uh, on a plate, it's so nice. Yeah. Do you hear that, that Alan? Nice. After having slaved all week at the stove, Scott <laughs> will give Amy a warm scone. <laughs> yeah, I get. What are you making for breakfast? That's what I get. <laughs> yeah, I feel like timing is everything when. You- when you can't really cook like me, timing is everything. <laughs> Good point. And you, you know, you make something very simple, but just time it right. Time the delivery right. <laughs> but it sounds so, like you're pretty good in the kitchen. Sounds that way, Scott. No? Okay. I mean, I could not pull off like a Thanksgiving dinner or a Rosh Hashanah dinner by myself. Like if Amy, you know, sprained her ankle and was was sitting on the couch on a Rosh Hashanah, I would have a real hard time. I would call in reinforcements. <laughs> I would like text all of your friends in the neighborhood <laughs> to see what we could do. All right. So, Alan, what is one thing that people would be shocked to know about David? Well, I think I already said that. The fact that he does not cook. It's rare <laughs> that he cooks. <laughs> Boy, you make I it think... such a, a binary answer. He does not cook. He does not cook. I do okay. cook. Let there's, me there's rephrase There's a lot of gray it. in there. He, he, he cooks sometimes. How's that? Is that better? Rarely yeah, I mean, there's well, well, shades like. of gray in there when it comes to cooking. <laughs> I would say, I would just defend David and say there is a difference between de- recipe developing and day-to-day making dinner. Absolutely. No, but it, day-to-day making dinner is important, David. You need to, like, step up your game. Oh, but- thank you, Amy. I, do. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> so yeah. this is, you know, I'm sorry, Amy, but turnaround is fair play here. Scott, what is the one thing that if people found out about Amy, they would be shocked, just truly scandal shocked? <laughs> I don't know if it's food related. Maybe that she's often the one who's like, "Oh, let's stop at that Wendy's on the road and get fast <laughs> <laughs> food." But honestly, I think it's because she's like a, Wendy, a fan of Wendy's salads. Mm-hmm. You know, no, like, really? thank you, sweet. That's very kind. It's the French fries. It's the French, the French fries. fries. The French fries. I think yeah, Wendy's she, makes the best French fries. But you don't order the French fries usually. You make somebody else order yes. the French fries, and then you're like, <laughs> Stealthy ordering, stealthy ordering. (laughs) I order the salad and I say, well, why don't you get a large fry? Just because, you know, you might be hungry. And Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) Well, it's interesting you talk about Wendy's because I know that there's a day in our history that Alan Ruse, Ruse this day, I had not eaten McDonald's in years and years and years. We were on our way up to Berryville, and he says, "I let's stop. I'm hungry." So we stopped at McDonald's. I'm like, "You're not going to eat this? Are you serious? This is disgusting." We sat down, and I was hungry, so I ordered something, and I have never turned back. Never turned back, Alan. Why don't you tell them what we call McDonald's? Well, you know, because people have a certain image of what we probably eat, and we don't want them to know what we really do eat. So we call McDonald's Chimidonel. 
<laughs> and, pe- <laughs> and we shorten it to Shay. It's We're yes, going Shea. to Shay. That's what we call so it. Shay McDonald. Shay McDonald. But I, I, I do want to say this. David does cook, so there's not the wrong image out there. It's we don't just want any fights not- after this session. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we might not make it to that. our 29th anniversary on the 4th exactly. of October. Alan, what are your favorite and least favorite recipes that David makes? Mm. Well, let me just say this. As far as my favorite recipes, anything he does Portuguese is always oh, yes. fantastic. Mm. I, I love his bacalhau gomsa, and also I love his pumpkin spice cake with maple cream cheese frosting. Yeah, Absolutely like delicious. Mm. But the reality is when David cooks, it doesn't matter what he could think it's crap. It's really horrible, but it's really always very, very Oh, that's very so yeah. sweet. And Scott, what about you? <laughs> Most favorite, least favorite? I mean, this is not a book plug, but honestly, anything that Amy makes from the Apple Lovers cookbook. Mm. Available um, bookstores everywhere. <laughs> yeah, like there's that apple and meat pie, the savory. Yeah, app- pork and apple pie with cheddar sage crust. Available in bookstores everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great, yeah, that's a great recipe. But honestly, anything from that cookbook is so amazing when Amy makes it. Yeah. Mainly because she's made it a bunch of times before and it always looks great and the yeah. kitchen smells great. I think least favorite... I don't know. I mean, I've never been a quiche person. Mm. And so when a quiche comes out at brunch, I am like, oh, I wish that was like a pan of baked French toast. (laughs) You know, I wish that was granola parfaits or something. I I will eat quiche, particularly when Amy makes it, but I I just have never been able to convince myself to like anybody's quiche. He doesn't like eggs and it kills me because what's, okay, what's easier on a weeknight after a long day of recipe testing mm-hmm. than a frittata, right? I mean, exactly. that's easier, very easy. But he robs me of that easy <laughs> weeknight meal. <laughs> I, I didn't say frittatas. Like frittatas, you put enough potatoes in it and I'm oh, like, really? I'm, I'm in there. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Amy, We're now gonna, you've it's going to be frittata night every Wednesday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's more just quiche and the texture and the butteriness and the richness that I, yeah, that I've never liked. Oh, Alan would that's love he, that. He loves buttery and rich. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, we were doing a series during COVID. It was a online uh, web series for yes, GBH, which was great. Which you were nominated Julia's for. Recipes. Excuse yeah. me, excuse me. You were nominated for an Emmy. Yes, a regional Emmy, but it was an Emmy. It was an Emmy. It's nomination. an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't win, but it was really nice. And so we had to do an episode where I made Julia's quiche and right. Scott came in and had to taste it, and he was very enthusiastic on camera. You did a good job, honey. <laughs> on camera, <laughs> they spit it out <laughs> as soon as the camera stopped rolling. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like, yeah, there was a job to be done there. <laughs> so, Alan, do you have any questions for Amy that you want to ask? What is it like working with David? It's really fun. I love oh. it. You know, David and I realized very quickly when we started talking, when I was on this podcast as a guest, That's right, as a guest. that we mm-hmm. had a rapport and that we had like a really, there was something, there was a alchemy between, you know, mm-hmm. that happened when we, we were together. I think it's great. I don't know, David, how do you feel about it? I do. I think there's just magic in the air whenever we get on the airways. You know, I just want a radio station to pick us up. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, it'd be so nice. Yeah. So I propose we pivot to our newlywed style lightning round. Mm -hmm. So we're going to ask you guys a question and then you have to get it right or or the relationship is a failure and it's over. Oh, so no oh pressure. My wow, God. you really raised the stakes on that one, didn't you? Okay, so- And who Scott, determines right or wrong? We do, well, you answer. We do, just like the New oh. King. 
So, Scott, for 15 points, what is Amy's go-to meal when she's dead tired? Milk and cereal yes! in a bowl. <laughs> Shut up! Don't tell them! <laughs> Let's have cereal night. Cereal in front of the TV. I think that's a yes. I am on record saying that it's a frittata. <laughs> <laughs> The Uh-oh. truth comes out. <laughs> oh the God. colon blow comes out <laughs> of the cabinet. <laughs> uh, okay, Alan. <laughs> uh, I'm scared now. <laughs> well, I'm kind of tempted to ask you that one, actually. I think that's a really good one. Alan, what is David's go-to meal really when he's dead tired? Because I, I remember there was a very complicated pasta dish that you said when, when <laughs> yes. I asked you this. Yes, yes, I did. Yeah. You know, I would say for David, it's a sandwich. He loves sandwiches. Yes, that's true. That's yeah. true. I love sandwiches. Aww. And thank God, colon blow is no longer in our kitchen. <laughs> no, no. I haven't had that in decades. <laughs> yeah, a good, a good sandwich with a lot of mayo. Ooh. I'm very happy. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Yep. Scott, what is Amy's favorite food TV show or movie? Well, I don't know if Below Deck counts as a food show. There was a lot of cooking <laughs> Below Deck on Bravo. You know, they have uh-huh. to keep those mega yacht guests happy. And um, I don't know, is Big Night your favorite food movie? We haven't watched it in a long time, yes. but I know you love yes, it. That it is, is what Amy said. The very first, when we did the promos, we asked each other these questions. And that's what she said was Big Night. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Alan. This was not fixed. That was just a guess. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing really well, honey. I think we're going to stay together. Um, <laughs> That's good. Alan, what is David's favorite t- food TV show or movie? Oh, my God. I'm so bad with movies and you, TV he shows. He is terrible. This this is, I yeah. really don't watch that much. But um, I'll give you a hint. We watched okay. it last season. Oh, yeah, well, of course, the whole thing with Julia Child. Yeah, 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 I was thinking of that anyway. I didn't need that hint. That one I knew. Okay, so Scott, what is Amy's most beaten up cookbook? I think because of all the Julia Child recipes, it's probably Mastering the Art of French. Yes, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, a close second is probably the Apple Lover's yeah, cookbook. No, just because you I do said. have to do a lot of demos, samples, yeah. Wow, three for three. All right, Alan, uh, how about the same for David? You know, I would say probably the new Portuguese table. Yep. Yep. It, it is. It is yep. the most beaten up one. I've got actually beaten yep. up cookbooks here and in the city. And sometimes when I can't find the old really beaten up one, I take a new one out of the box and start beating that one up because I can't find the old one. And then suddenly <laughs> I find it and I got two beaten up cookbooks of mine. Uh, so, Scott, what is Amy's greatest faux pas in the kitchen? That she ever had. Greatest faux pas, she's unfortunately good at burning herself in the kitchen. Mm. And I would say, I don't know if that's what you answered, but I would say like I bought her like these these oven mitts that go from your fingertips to your armpit. <laughs> right. You know, because I know she's she burns herself a lot and she doesn't use the oven mitts. <laughs> No, that's fair, Scott. I I think I said getting too many things going and being messy, but you you already told everybody about that. (laughs) Well, yeah, and my concern is less the messiness is not dangerous. I really do worry about the (laughs) 
the burning. The burning. You mean like yeah. the time I ended up in the ER with burns on my face from oil? Oh, yeah. No. Oh my gosh, Amy. What were you cooking? I don't remember the the oil. I, well, I remember it, but I don't remember the time frame or like what the context was. Oh, it was four days before I was supposed to fly out to L.A. to do the Hallmark Home and Family Show. No. no. My first time on the show. Oh, and no. I did the most rookie mistake. I was cooking fish fillets in oil. Mm-hmm. I did pat them dry, but I forgot to lay them down so that you put the edge closest is, to you and then yeah. lay it down away from you. Right. I just plopped them in. Oh, my the gosh. The oil, you know, just spurted oh. back into my face. Amazingly, I should just say, I went to the ER. And they said, just put a lot of Vaseline on your face. By the day of the taping, you couldn't tell. It was oh, gone. that's good. The Vaseline completely took care of it. So it wow. was. It ended well. <laughs> you, you had a Vaseline glow, right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's called like, that's a thing. That's like a KD. A glow up or something. Yeah, right? or like a slugging. I think it's called slugging. You put, yeah, you put. Slugging. It sounds sexual, but no, you yeah. put Vaseline <laughs> on your face and it, it yeah, anyway. <laughs> Alan, what is David's greatest faux pas in the kitchen? This is an easy one. Yeah, really, he's just such a sloppy cook. I mean, oh, that, to no, me, is... Nah. <laughs> no? Give me a It hint. was when I almost burnt down the house and the fire department came on the day oh, before I Thanksgiving. Oh, I forgot about that. At Thanksgiving, that's right. Tell him about it, David. Oh, it was just awful. <laughs> I was making Melissa Clark's, I think, maple brandy pecan pie or something like that, and you have to reduce maple syrup, and you have right. to do that very carefully. Well, I swear to God, I literally went from the kitchen to my office and back, which is about maybe 40 feet. And when I came back, it was just billowing black smoke. Wow. So I start running around the house. I don't know why I did this. Run around the house. I open the front door, which is nowhere <laughs> near the kitchen. And then I start fanning the, the uh, fire alarms because they start they very piercing sound. I start to, one thing you them. have to realize, I actually was not in the house. I That's was true. Out. You weren't in, in the so house. So I didn't, yeah. And then, so I start fanning the fire alarms, not taking this off the stove. So it's still right. burning. And then finally it dawned on me, take the pan and throw it outside. So I threw it out in the back patio. And then the alarm company called. And I'm trying to be very composed. And they're saying, I said, oh, no, don't worry about it. It was me. And they said, well, what's the code? And <laughs> I couldn't remember. And I'm like, blue bonnet. No, I said... Green vase, uh, no. And I'm like, Lassie, 226. They're like, no. And I had like one more chance. And David, I just, are you giving away all your internet passwords? No, these are all, no. <laughs> these are all make-believe passwords. Okay, and, then, okay. and then I said something else, and they said, I'm sorry, sir, and they hung up. And then the fire oh, alarm, I heard no. the fire alarm, the volunteer fire alarm go off and I'm like, oh my God, he's going to kill me. <laughs> he's going to kill me. And they arrived at the door. And I'm oh, like, God. I said, just, I'm so sorry. Just as I'm getting there. I hope there. I didn't you know, interrupt anything. They said, oh no, we just were having the fire department Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I was so, so humiliated. That was the worst, oh. the worst faux pas Ever. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh my God! So emergency. Uh, both of our thank you, all the first responders who have helped us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, gentlemen, it's been really great to have you on, Alan. We did lose the newlywed game to Amy and Scott, but 
We came in second, so that's not a bad thing, right? <laughs> you guys are a beautiful couple. I can just tell thank by the way you. David talks about you. You are, yeah. Well, you're, thank you're you. We do have a good time together. It's, it's yeah. good. So why, why get married? Who needs it? <laughs> Talking With My Mouthful is produced by Over It Studios, and our producer is the happily married Adam Claremont. You can reach Adam and Over It Studios at overitstudios.com. Remember to follow Talking With My Mouthful wherever you download your favorite podcasts. As always, if you like what you hear and want to support us, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Ciao. Bye, David. Talking With My Mouthful is produced by Over It Studios, and our producer is the happily married Adam Claremont. Is that true? <laughs> you're married. I, I don't mean happily. I'm not judging your relationship. Okay. <laughs> so you're happily married, right? No, the guy's getting divorced let me do that now. Again. I just want to let you know. <laughs> yeah, this might not be a good time to tell you. But... <laughs>